Hey guys, welcome to Call Ups. I'm your host, Matt, and I've got another special guest lined up for you today. Here joining me is Abdul Gadi, the starting point guard of the Oklahoma City Blue, the G League affiliate of the Oklahoma City Thunder. How are you doing, Abdul? I appreciate you joining me. I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and first of all, we'll just kind of jump into how are you doing at the moment? How's everything been over the past few months in, in quarantine? I hope everything's well over there. Everything is as good as it can be. I mean, um, it's been pretty good weather, so that's a good start. Um, and just trying to manage pretty much um, as far as like just staying safe, you know, wearing masks when we go out, um, just stuff like that. But for the most part, like there's no complaints. Just trying to find different ways to stay in shape. But that, that's always a fun thing to try to figure out different ways to do that. Yeah, definitely. And with the G League being cancelled, it was the beginning of this month, the beginning of June when it was cancelled. When the season was, when you did get that notice that it was suspended and then you went off, um, you know, in your, in your own direction, um, did you switch off into off-season mode when the season got suspended? Were you expecting it to be cancelled or... Were you keeping fit just in case the season resumed? What what was that like? Not really know knowing what was happening. Oh man, um, I think it's just I think my mindset was just like you kind of play it by ear at first, so you try to stay in shape uh, little by little. Um, but we were already pretty deep in the season, so it wasn't like I was doing anything crazy. But you do some stuff just to stay in shape, just to make sure. Um, I think as it the days started to add up you kind of knew like, okay, they're probably going to end the season and um, kind of started to take more rest just to let my body rest, um, to spend more time with my fiance. And um, yeah, at the time it was just like, you know, just start resting up because it seemed like the season was going to end. And then once they ended, it was like, oh, okay. Like now we're kind of in off season. We're just gearing up for next season. So, yeah. Okay, and what we'll do is we'll rewind a bit, if that's okay. And um, I see you're representing there, is it? The Washington Huskies that you played for at the college level? Yes, yes. Yes, so if we rewind back to those days, back to your college days, uh, let's start with the first two seasons. Um, It appeared that your college career got off to a bit of a slow start as a freshman, and then just as you were picking it up in your second season, um, you tore your ACL. How how were them two seasons? Was it a rough start for you after being a highly ranked recruit? Yes. Uh, I was 17 going in to be a freshman in college, and um, it really opened my eyes to how much better I needed to get. Um, I was playing with a lot of older guys, um, a lot stronger than me, that the game was faster. And, um, you know, it was just a whole – a totally different game than the high school game. Um, that I just came from, obviously, from four years in high school. So uh, had a bit of a slow start. And then my sophomore year, I, I was – I'd put in a lot of work going into my sophomore year, just, like, getting prepared. That first year, I was like, man, like, I kind of want to just, like, throw that one away and just, like, man, I just want to come into this season and have a great season and win a lot of games. And um, as I started to get going, I started feeling really confident that year. That's when my injury happened. And – um yeah, I mean, it was just part of the journey. You know I mean? Obviously, you don't plan to have any injuries happen, but it happened. And um, But I think as of now, I'm, I'm a lot better for it going through something like that. Yeah, definitely. And uh, it's a very um, 
positive outlook that it sounds like you've you've had there and it's in the past and it seemed like it was like that straight away and you really kicked on in your third and fourth seasons at, at Washington and h- how was it putting those tough previous two seasons behind you and then really kicking on in your development I mean it was in your native Washington too that, that must have been very special for you yes it was big just because family's there all the people that you kind of grew up all your life really playing around and everyone kind of knows you. And uh, there's just a little bit more when you're like working hard and winning games for your hometown and your home state, you know, you're, you're like, man, like you carry a little bit more with you. Like, man, this, this is with me forever. Um, and so um, those were fun, great fun years in college. And we won a lot of games. Um, and I like the people, the, the teammates and the coaches and all those guys, like, our family forever just because of the time that we put in together. And that was like my family away from my actual home home. Really. Mm. Yeah. And you mentioned your teammates then, and you played alongside Isaiah Thomas, didn't you? In your yes. college days. Yes, um, I did. It must be incredible watching how his NBA journey has, has unfolded. Really. Is he someone that you still keep in contact with? Yes. Uh, we talk here and there. He's, He's an amazing individual. Uh, we're talking about a guy who's a class act dude, um, does a lot for the state. Uh, he's a great dad, a uh, great husband. He's a great brother. Um, he's somebody I just, I've always just picked his brain about little things because he's, he's done so well at all levels that um, you just respect how he works and how he thinks about the game and stuff like that. He, he's an incredible guy. Yeah, definitely. And um Hopefully he gets back in the league soon as well. Um, yes. And then back in 2010, you were part of USA Basketball's under-18 team at the FIBA Americas tournament. And uh, yep. Ka- Carrie Irving was on that team as well. What was it like being around talent like that on an international level? It was fun, man. I mean, we were competing every day. Uh, he was just – and he was special. Man, you you have to – you're when you're competing, you're not worried about um, – how good guys are you're just like trying to be as best as you can be and you're trying to be competitive out there you're trying to earn minutes you're trying to uh play well in the games when we're playing against brazil or we're playing against mexico or whoever we're playing so you just worry about that but looking back on it it was like man that dude was a special talent like he you see why he's so good now uh you can see it at the early stages just the, the gifts he had yeah definitely i think there's really old footage of him going up against, was it Kobe in the Olympics when he entered the league as well? So I think his confidence was sky high from the start. Yeah, yes, it was. <laughs> yeah, and uh, what we'll do is we'll go back to to you and we'll go on your, um, we'll jump into the professional ranks now and look into your journey. It's, a, it's an interesting one. I'm looking forward to unpacking it with you. And yeah. um, so you go undrafted in the 2013 NBA draft and you join the Charlotte Bobcats of the for the 2013 Summer League. And then you signed with the team but got waived shortly afterwards. And then you entered the D-League draft. Uh, despite being selected by the IO Energy, you ended up with the main red claws after a few trades. What was it like finally getting that NBA exposure and then having to jump down to the then D-League? What, a range of emotions must have been passing through you in a relatively short time period. Yeah, um, it was... It was difficult because as a kid, I guess you're, you're like, man, like you envision 
the NBA a lot and being on the team and everything is just a lot easier. You're not thinking the D League or the G League now. Um, and that's no slight to the D League or G League because it's it's an amazing league and a lot of those guys can play in the NBA. Um, and I think just when you're growing up, you're not thinking of that. You're thinking of like, man, I'm going to be in the NBA and, and you're um, going to be on the roster and I'm going to play. And you just kind of keep it as simple as that, especially when you're young. And so for me to be cut, uh, I had never been cut before. So that was like an arrange of emotions I had to deal with would be like, all right, like I got to get right back up on the horse. And then going to the D league and going to Maine um, was the same thing too. Like it was, it wasn't just the easiest season because you're actually playing with a lot of talented guys. Like I said, you get to the, the to the G league or the D league at the time. And you start realizing like, man, these dudes should be in the NBA because they're that good. Like there's a ton of talent. That's how much talent that there is, not only in the United States, but just all over in general. But that's how you realize, like, man, there's so much talent. Like, this ain't easy. Um, and I think that was, like, my experience, especially being in Maine, was like – and I got better over this season. When I first got there, it was like, man, like, I got to get better. I got to keep getting better because these dudes are really good. Like, everybody's this far – like, you know, just a little bit away from a call-up or being on an NBA roster. So it was a ton of talent. Yeah, and – with the um can you remember much from that that rookie season i mean you averaged nine points 3.2 rebounds five assists i mean they're pretty solid numbers for a rookie was it did you consider that a success was that were you kind of expecting to go on to the next level with that or were you kind of was it a case of just trust in the process uh a little bit of both i was a i, I thought that as i got as i got hot going towards the end uh middle and the end of the season and like started really finding my groove and really playing well, finding my confidence. Like, man, like this is what I really do well. This is where I can be successful at the NBA level doing this. Um, I thought, uh, you know, the, a call was coming. And then that summer, you know, going into playing summer league with New Orleans, um, I was like, yeah, this is like my time. Um, so that's what I figured. Like, I was like, man, yeah, this is kind of like this is heading in the right direction. I just got to – I just wanted to make sure that I was staying, like, consistent in my work ethic and being like, man, like, I'm on the way. Trust the process. And uh, we had a lot of dudes on that team, on that main Red Cross team that were really good, too. We had, like, Chris Wright, who ended up getting called up that year. We had, like, Daniel Orton, who was a first-round draft pick. We had Tyshawn Taylor, who had just come off from Brooklyn, uh, the Brooklyn Nets and like we just had so much talent on our team and I was starting to play well that I was like man like I could fit you know what I mean like I'm being around these guys like we can we can make it work so it was just kind of like trusting the process yeah and you mentioned uh, the following summer league with the Pelicans then and that's a perfect segue as you then opted to go overseas in Italy and that overseas yeah. spell lasted four years in total and you played in Latvia and Germany too. What was your mindset initially behind the decision to take your talents overseas? My first year, my initial mindset was just, I'm going to do this for a year and then come back to the NBA or try to go for the NBA. Um, mm. I got a good offer from a really good historical team in Virtus Bologna. And I was like, man, I, I want to go and get some good money. But also, like, this was a historical club, and the, and the coach was, like, really uh, – he's really insistent upon, like, helping me get better and, and accomplish that. So um, 
that's when I kind of pulled the plug and was like, you know what, I'm going to go. And uh, I, I thought it was going to help me in a lot of ways grow up, help me grow up as a player, as a person, and just like learn, you know, because I had never been really outside the country that far. So um, did that. And that was also a growing, a growing year for me as well. Um, kind of similar to like coming into the D League, you start realizing like, dang, there's a lot of talent out here. There's a lot of good teams, a lot of good teams, a lot of good players. Um, never been this far, but now you start to realize like, man, there's really good basketball over here. You find mm -hmm. it found respect of not just the European game, but just each country in general and their style of play. Um, you're like, man, like these dudes are good, man. They could play in the NBA. They could play like, they can hang with the USA team. This and that. obviously, like, there's different style athletes, but like playing the right way, they can they can make stuff happen. So, um, my second year, I played a lot better in Italy because um, I started to find my groove and my confidence there. Um, and it was kind of the same across the board. Going to Latvia and Germany it was the same thing. It was like finding my confidence in each place and like figuring out the style and how can I adjust and be and become a better player, better leader, better point guard and and how can I be successful playing this game um, being a professional? Yeah, and you've mentioned some of the on-court adjustments, obviously different style of, of play probably in each country that you played in, each team that, that you played with. Um, mm -hmm. And that would have been, a, I imagine, a culture shock for you. What, what was it like off the court? Was it a culture shock off the court in each of them places? I mean, they're, they're three very different countries as well. Yeah, very, very big culture shock but I would say that I'm a pretty open person uh I think my like style like my personality as a person is just like very laid back and like I like to be with my teammates and assimilate into the team uh I did that at Washington I did that in high school and I also did it you know playing pro at any team that I've been I always try to assimilate to the players because I always feel like my style of play is like being a point guard you have to be able to connect to each player as much as you can so that you can get the most out of them and they bring the most out of you. Um, and so um, it was a culture shock, but I think I had really great teammates over there. And each year that I've been over there, whether I was in Italy, Latvia, or Germany, I had great teammates. They always took me out to eat or like we all went out to eat together. They helped me whenever I went shopping um, or driving around. They helped me with driving rules and um just different stuff like that to where like it made it a lot easier to where those guys, like I said, they, when you play with them, when you spend a whole 10 months with them, they almost become like family. And even though you don't spend as much time with them anymore, you still connect with them. Cause you're like, man, we went through 10 months of like the grind together. So now, and you guys helped me assimilate to Germany. You helped me assimilate to Latvia or Italy. And I was able to function out there and, be away from my family but you guys became my new family so I appreciate them for helping me for that okay and just out of curiosity in terms of the three countries was there a favor for you looking back uh I, I would say that they all brought so many great things in different ways though mm -hmm. uh, like in Latvia I won a championship and we had a really good we probably in Latvia, I probably had the best team that like fit best together because of our styles of play. I think the GM picked players that like they fit the best together, which mm -hmm. is really cool. But it was the coldest there. It was snow all year. <laughs> had to learn how to drive in the snow, which wasn't too bad. But still, it's just like yeah. you're getting used to walking around in boots and this and that. 
Um, and, I, and we won a Latvian championship, which was great. And to win a championship on any level at the professional level was amazing to me. So I had a great time. And then in Germany, Germany is fun just because of uh, I have really cool teammates. You have more Americans on that team. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're very organized in a lot of things um, outside of the court, whether it's like how we eat and hang out and stuff. So that was just a great experience. And like living wise, really good. And in Italy, it's just like, like I said, great teammates, pretty solid weather for the most part. Yeah. And then you can't really beat the food in Italy as well no, either. Definitely not. <laughs> like that food there is like, you come back here and eat pasta, you're like, man, it ain't the same. It's not the same <laughs> as in Italy. You know? Uh, you have to go there to really know. So, yeah, yeah definitely. And um, and then you then go back to the NBA's minor league, and we're now in two thousand eight, uh, two thousand eighteen. Mm-hmm. Sorry, and uh, it's now named the G League, and you go back with the Oklahoma City Blue. What, why did you head back over to the states after them four years overseas? Was it to be closer to the NBA because you represented the Thunder in the NBA preseason that year, didn't you? Yes. Um, I wanted to just try for the NBA and see if I had any shot. And I actually got a call when I came back from Germany. Um, I was able to come into some mini camps and Oklahoma city was calling my agent. And so I was like, Hey, I'm, I want to go went and I kind of got, had, I kind of built a good relationship with the blue coach at the time who was coaching summer league. So I was hoping to play summer league. And they had a roster already set, but I was like, man, maybe they'll find a way to get me on there. And so I was going to many, I think I went to like three mini camps with them, just working out with the guys, being in their facilities, them taking care of me. And I was like, man, like, I really like this, but I think I can get a lot better. And then two, like, I think I, I think I can find a way to make this roster at some point. And so um, I think that's kind of really why I took it. Family too, family was closer. So that, that was a, that helped. Uh, but I was like, man, like, you know, I think I was 20, 26 at the time, 26 turned 27. And I was like, man, I, yeah, I want, I want to take the shot. I think I'm right in that medium area where I'm heading into my prime, feel good physically. And I was like, man, let me go for this. And I went into preseason. They invited me to preseason, which was great. And, uh, uh Billy Donovan actually like gave me more minutes than I thought I was going to get which is cool. And I was like, man, like, I think I have a shot. And, but I mean, obviously I still end up getting cut and going with the blue, but I was like, man, I think if I really grind it out this year with the blue, um, I think like they'll bring me up. And uh, I just have built such a great relationship with that whole staff in Oklahoma city to where like, I just, I love the city so much and how they treated me there. So, and I was like, man, I, I think I can get a lot better. And so that's really the main reason why I stayed there two seasons um, even coming back. So I did summer league with Orlando because uh, mm-hmm. I got a call from Orlando and um, even talking with them over the summer and they invited me to training camp and stuff. But I was like, man, maybe it might still be better in Oklahoma City. I know them. I know them. I know their sets. I know their staff. I know they know me personally. And um, and it seemed like a better shot just to make the team at the time because I was thinking like, man, they're trying to shake things up they were making trades and I was like, man, they're trying to rebuild. This might be a chance to really make this team. And, um, but I was like, either way, regardless of what the decision they decide, I was like, I just want to be there and they're going to help me get better. And so that was the main reason why I decided to be there. Okay. And it's a, it's been an interesting 
two seasons for you there. In your first season, you averaged 9.5 points, uh, 3.2 rebounds, 6.7 assists, um, obviously being back in the G League. And then this season, you've really jumped onto another level, putting down averages of 12.3 points, 8.2 assists, 3.2 rebounds. You shot an incredible 43.4% from three. Free throw percentage jumped up as well. Um, you're second in the entire G League in assists per game, and you actually top the league in total assists with 336. And mm-hmm. then you have that incredible 20 assist game back in January against the Texas Legends. Mm-hmm. That was a G League season high. So what what clicked for you this season? What what's behind that success? It's been a remarkable season for you. Man, uh, honestly, I think it. Well, one is I shot the ball really well. I, they had the shooting coach this year that really helped. And just the whole staff in general. Um, but I, I put in a lot of work with those coaches. And I was like, man, and they and they Oklahoma City does a really great job with their development. And they do a really great job of like knowing your personality and how you're going to get better because each person is different. Mm-hmm. And I think for them, we had a lot of talks about, man, if you can just shoot and shoot it consistently and shoot that with confidence, that's going to open up the rest of your game. Because I was already pretty much a natural playmaker. Um, I can make a lot of passes and do this or that. And I already – guys already kind of gravitated towards me, and I kind of already came off as like, man, like I'm trying to get – that was how I felt about the game was like I want to feed guys and get them open shots and do this or that because that was the best way for us to average a ton of points. And so, um, yeah, I think me shooting the ball so well and shooting it what better at the free throw line this year, and that opened up everything. And then, on, and then another reason is, too, I just had great teammates who – made a ton of shots yeah <laughs> um I mean we but we did a great job this year of um I know what my teammates just talking with them and I was like man we got to put each other in the best positions for all of us to score in our best spots and uh me having those talks with them I think I grew a lot as a leader in that way and they challenged me the coaches challenged me a lot to grow as far as the leadership aspect and um I was just like man I just want to put you guys in positions to score as many points as possible if you can have 30 and just you know get all layups or dunks like let's do it let's push the ball and do this or that and that was really what it was was like we started to click as a team just like finding each other in different spots obviously I was a point guard so I had a lot of the ball in my hands a lot but I was like man let's just get I'm just trying to find them in different spots but also like when I was open I was knocking down wide open shots and the defense had to adjust to us constantly and so it was just a fun season because I was like man I was I was super confident in all of my abilities and and going forward, uh, that's the main things that I work on now is just like how like keep keep working on my shot and things and like open up the rest of my game, but also like continue to improve. I want to improve defensively. I want to be able to grab more rebounds. I want to be able to do more that affects winning. And uh, I think the coaches, especially in Oklahoma City, did a great job with me of like developing me and helping me become a better leader so that going forward, wherever I end up, like I can carry that. Yeah, and with the shooting, it's quite interesting when you dig into it a little bit. So it seems like you've been able to convert from deep at a crazy level for quite a while, to be honest. Um, 2013-14 with Maine, 42%. 14-15, first season in Italy, 41%. Past two seasons with Oklahoma, 44.9 and 43.4. So it really does... um, look like you've you've been doing that for a while and this season you were named to and played for the NBA G League elite team in the 2019 Mm -hmm. G League International Challenge in Uruguay back in September 
Um, yep. Obviously, the team finished second, losing to Bayern Munich in the final. But how was that experience as a whole? I bet, I bet it was an incredible experience traveling down to South America. Yeah, it was fun, actually. They, they brought us all together really fast. And, like, we, we practiced. We, had, we, we enjoyed the experience as all guys just trying to get better and, mm-hmm. um, and to win. Um, it was tough, too, for us because we played three games back to back to back. And so I think by the championship, we were kind of all a little fatigued and that kind of played a part. And even though Bayern Munich won is one of the best teams in Europe, you know, in EuroLeague and all that. So that also helped too. But we actually played really well. We played them well in the first half. And then the second half, we just didn't have the legs to compete with them. And and when you're playing a EuroLeague team of that stature, you got to be able to put the pedal to the metal all game or they'll, or they'll wear you down. And so, um, but it was, it was a, such a fun experience. So many good players. We had a good coach um, and the coach from um, the Raptors 905. He was a good dude. And we just had fun. I mean, it was a short trip, but we, we got better and we, we learned a lot about each other. Yeah, I mean, with it being such a short trip, I mean, did you, did you have much time to kind of like soak it in? I mean, it must have been really eye-opening or did you appreciate it properly when, you know, you got back to the States? It seemed to have happened really fast. Yeah, uh, I, I guess you can just soak up as much as you can. I think the main thing is just like it's a different world out there. Uh, when you're in Uruguay, it looks different. It's the food is different. Um, the streets are different. So I always take a time out there to like enjoy that. Just the whole view out there. I try to walk around and see how the shops are, walk on the streets. We got to go on the water a little bit. Uh, we didn't go in the water because they told us it wasn't great to go into that water. But um, it was cool just to be out there and just be like, man, like, there's a ton of people out here who are living their lives, ra- you know, raising their own families. And um, when you come back home and you see different type of resources, you're, you're, you want to be grateful to have certain type of resources because it's different across the world. Definitely. And um, as we... Let's move back onto the G League as a whole a little bit more. And I'm sure um, many players might see it as being a bit of an inconvenience being in the league when their sights are set on the NBA. And But for you, what, what has the league done for you over these years? What's your outlook on it? Do you tend to live in the moment and take care of the now? Or is it easy to kind of your focus to drift towards future ambitions and get a bit of ahead of yourself? Um, I think it, you got to find a happy medium of both. You got to find the the medium of like, man, like staying in the moment and wanting to just get better as a player, period. Because there's a lot of things you once you realize that you get over, like there are just a lot of things you can't control. Um, like I had an NBA GM tell me he was like, to be honest, there's a lot more NBA players than NBA spots, which is very true. Because like I told you, man, like, you're playing the G League, you're like, man, this dude could play in the NBA and go help uh, the Phoenix Suns or the Orlando Magic. And you're just like, but, you know, it's out of your control. So you got to find a happy medium of, like, to stand in the moment and just be like, man, let me just take care of the now. And I just want to play well this game and keep continue to get better and put games together. Where like, man, I, I play well this game. I want to play, play well again tomorrow. And I want to play well again the next day. But then also – still stay ambitious of knowing your goal of like, man, 
if they call me tomorrow, if an NBA team calls me tomorrow, I'm ready to go. I'm ready for them to do whatever I, I'm ready for myself to do whatever I need to do to stay on that roster. If they need me to show up early and stay late, I'm going to do that. If they need me to go out there and just rebound, I'm going to do that. If I need to go out there and make plays, I'm going to do that. Go out there and guard the best player. I got to do it. You know what I'm saying? And, and you got to find that happy medium of like, all right, stay in the moment, do so that, but like stay ready. Because when you get that call, you got to be ready to go. Okay. And then from being a rookie in 2013 to being your seventh year as a professional now, have you seen the G League grow and become more reputable? Has it grown more established in that time? Yes, absolutely. I mean, there's more resources. Teams are, in my opinion, teams are built better. Um, just like how they structure their teams and where they put, you know, team teams are investing more into the G League now because they're they're pinpointing, okay, I want, we're really looking at this guy, so we want him and we want to surround him with this other talent so that they all can look good and then let's see how they look. And they're trying to project where they'll be, you know, on their own rosters. Like, um, And I think, like, that's just an investment from the top, from the owner and the GMs. They're, like, setting it up because they know who can eventually help them later on. Like, man, like, this kid... Uh, he's developing, and by the time in, you know, two or three years, he might be an all-star. You know, great example would be Pascal Siakam. He would be a, the perfect example of the guy who's like, was in the G League, and they were like, man, like, he's developing, he's getting better, and now, dude's an all-star, like, but he's built that confidence, and I'm sure he had that happy medium of, like, I'm gonna stay ready, this team believes in me, and I'm gonna just keep developing, and then now, He's at a stage now where he's he's really just playing his his same old game. He's just playing it on a higher level. Mm-hmm. He's like, man, I got, I've already been working and putting in the work for it. So now I'm just on bigger stages, but I'm doing the same thing. It's still basketball. It's just, you know, my margin for error is smaller, but I got to just keep getting better. So he's a perfect example of that. Okay. And then with the new um, select team with the elite prospects, uh, do you think that will propel exposure even further with potentially more eyes on the G League than ever before? Oh, yeah, for sure. I, with them, especially because so much talent on that team, that's one. Um, those guys are projected to be in the draft. And, like, with all this social media and stuff now, and everyone wants to see them play, um, that one is just going to give more fans and more exposure to the G League because of those guys. And then, two – those guys are developing. So those guys are young. They're 18 years old. They have a, a long career ahead of them. And a lot of people want to watch their development. So they want to see how good the G, but they're also going to be exposed to the fact that like, they're going to see how good the G league is as well. And so I think it's going to help on both ends. Like those guys are going to already be good. A lot of those guys are going to be NBA all-stars one day, but it's also going to be like, man, like these other G league dudes are really, really good too. And now it's going to go on to a national stage or global stage. And it's really just going to, I think it's going to help the G League just grow even more just because of that. Yeah. And we're nearing the end now. And um, is it too early to, uh, it probably is too early to speak, but is there a plan moving forward for you? Are you still weighing up your options moving forward in terms of your next move? Would you welcome a third season in the row in the G League or another overseas opportunity potentially or? Uh, still weighing options. Yeah. Um, to be honest, it's just kind of like playing the waiting game a little bit and kind of hearing everything out and, um, seeing 
what's what's going to be the best situation for me to go and be around a good team, play well, and try to go for a championship. And, like, even if I want to be on an NBA team, it would be the same type of um, thought process of, like, man, what's their ambitions? How better can I get there? And how much are they willing to invest into me to get, to get better there? Um, so I'm weighing all options, like whether that's another season in the G League, whether that's an NBA team, which would be amazing, or whether that's overseas as well. Um, and those are things that I talk over with my family. And um, we kind of just, you know, usually around that July, August period, we kind of make a decision and go like, all right, this is what's our best interest. And, uh, you know, pray on it and just, you know, we go with it. Once we, once we put two feet into it, we're all in. So. Yeah, definitely. And I'm sure everything will work out and I'm excited to see what the future lies for you. And uh, that's everything I've got for you, really. I really... Thanks for taking the time to chat. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you, man. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it a lot. Yeah, it's um before you go, do you want to shout out your social media channels, let people know where they can find you? Oh, sure. I mean, you guys can follow me Twitter, uh, Instagram, and well, I think Facebook is just my name, but on Twitter and Instagram it's Gaddy G A D D Y two five three underscore. Um you can message me anytime. Matt obviously knows you can message me and <laughs> ask me any question. I'm pretty open book when it comes to stuff. And um, Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks again, Abdul. I really appreciate it. Good luck for your future endeavors. Stay safe. And it'd be great to even check in with you over the next season to hear your progress. Yeah, for sure, man. Anytime. Thank you for having me again, too. Yeah, no problem. And to the listeners, thank you for checking out this interview. Be sure to check out our website, mbacallups.com. Uh, follow slash like our socials over on Twitter and Facebook under NBA Callups and check out our YouTube channel too. And I'll catch you next time.